Do you want victory? You can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder and executive director of Wears Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at pastorwood.org. And now, here's your host, Jim Wood. If you would, please open your Bibles to the book of James. James chapter 1. The title of the message is A Reason to Rejoice. A Reason to Rejoice. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Then look in verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Father, we pray that you would indeed help us to understand and believe your word. For we know your word is true, and you always keep all of your promises. They are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We pray in his dear name, amen. James begins by saying, consider it pure joy, my brothers. Consider it pure joy. Now, what that tells you is that we're not being told how to feel. We're being told how to view things. This is not just good advice for improved mental health. This is the word of the Lord. This is the command. Of our Lord. Now, his commands are for our good. But he's not suggesting, hey, why don't you try considering it pure joy? Let's look at it this way. What he says is, this is the way you need to view things. It's a volitional thing, not an emotional thing. It's not how you're to feel, it's what you're to decide. I am going to view this this way because God says so. When our oldest child was born, he had a condition that I'd never heard of. My wife and I had never heard of spina bifida. But our son had spina bifida, an opening in the spine where part of the spinal cord protruded out into a sac and resulted in nerve damage, extensive paralysis in the lower extremities, A lot of complications associated with that, as is the case in 80% of cases, uh, hydrocephalus, buildup of fluid on the brain. And um, the doctors told us that he needed to have surgery as soon as possible. Well, that was was a lot of news for young first-time parents to have to absorb. But in the years that followed, there were a lot of other surgeries. Paul's now 33 years old. He's had over 30 surgeries. Um, He's been through a lot. 
in his life. One of the things that we had to decide early on as he went through various surgeries and periods of extended therapy, <clears throat> being in a body cast on more than one occasion, those sorts of things, is we're going to see this as a good thing. This surgery, even though surgery is never fun, is for his good. This surgery is to give him a better life. The doctors, we had just received our child, and the doctors are saying we want to cut him open. That's hard. But we had to decide whether or not that was really for his good. And once we believed that the best thing we could do for our son was to let the doctors do the surgery, cut open the area around the opening in the spine in order to try and stitch it together, in order to try and protect it and save the nerve tissue that was still there, cut open his head and drill a hole through his brain in order to put in a tube, in order to drain off excess fluid. This precious little newborn child is having all this stuff done. But once we realize this is the best thing we can do for our son, then we were eager for the surgery. And we were thankful to have one of the best surgeons in the world operating on him to feel that he was being entrusted to trustworthy hands. If you and I can understand the reason for what we're going through, it changes the difficulty into an opportunity to rejoice that something good is happening. My oldest brother, Bill, is a cancer surgeon. He does occasionally other kinds of surgery too, but over 80% of his cases have been to treat cancer. He's an oncologist. Very good at what he does. But if I were to say to you, um, I know a great guy in Atlanta. In fact, he's my brother. Uh, would anybody here like to be cut open this coming week? I may be able to get you in, and, uh, and, and he can cut you. I don't think I'd see any hands go up. The only people who are eager for what my brother does are not folks who are just trying to enhance their looks, but people who realize they've got a life-threatening condition and they want treatment because they'd like to extend their life. And if you know that you're in a world of hurt, you need help, then you're very thankful to have somebody like my brother who can work on you. So what we're being told here is to make a decision based on the truth of what God says in His Word that we're going to view our circumstances differently than we might feel naturally, emotionally. Does that make sense? I'm going to make a decision to consider it pure joy whenever I face trials of many kinds. Now notice that. Whenever, in other words, <laughs> it can happen from time to time. Whenever it happens. And it says trials of many kinds. How many of you know that there are many kinds of trials? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's not all one thing. 
I appreciate this because there are some other passages, for instance, in Peter's epistles, that talk about the importance of enduring suffering for the sake of Christ. That's one of the kinds of trials that God's people go through. In fact, the Apostle Paul says, and God willing, we'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow, that all who would live godly lives in Christ Jesus should expect to go through persecution. Now, that's, that doesn't fit very nicely with what a lot of us grew up thinking. We grew up, many of us, kind of thinking that the way to have a happy life is to follow the rules, okay? We, we got it from preschool up that if you do the right thing, you will be a happy bee, okay? And if you do the wrong thing, you will be stung, okay? So you want to do the right thing, and then everything goes nicely. Do you see those people having a bad time? That's because they did bad things. Do you see these people who are all smiling and drinking Coca-Cola? Okay? They did the right thing. And so we grew up, many of us, trying to buy the right products and dress the right way and say the right things and go to the right schools and do the right stuff and marry the right person. We want to do everything right because we want to try and make our life good. And then we discover that even when we do the right thing, it can be very costly. And that from the standpoint of somebody who doesn't know God, like Rabbi Kushner, bad things happen to good people. And we have to go somewhere that preaches biblical reformed theology in order to discover that there aren't any good people. Yes, there. you know, pastor, don't say that. We want to feel good about ourselves. Okay? You're a beautiful person. You're a wonderful person. You're intelligent. You're smarter than you know. And you may not look like the people in the magazines, but you're beautiful in your own way. Let me just tell you, there are all kinds of trials, not just suffering for the sake of Christ. I can feel pretty good if I'm suffering for the sake of Christ because there's a certain amount of self-righteousness that creeps in, right? Yes, well, they're just mean to me because I'm so good. They're just, they're down on me because I'm so holy. That's it, isn't it, Father? Okay? I'm suffering for your sake, right? It's not because I have an obnoxious personality and I talk too much. It's not because I'm nosy, it's just because I'm standing up for righteousness. So if I'm suffering for righteousness' sake, I can kind of feel good about myself. Okay? Because I'm, I'm there with all the martyrs and prophets who went before. We don't have a lot of martyrs these days, do we? Not in this land. If we were going to know about martyrs, we'd have to pay attention to what's going on with our brothers and sisters around the world. Most of us are concerned about other kinds of trials, like our retirement income is down. Our savings aren't worth what they used to be. We decided to go conservative and get out of stocks and get into a money market where at least it'll be stable. And then the government decided to print a whole bunch more money. So now if you have the same number of dollars, <laughs> not worth nearly as much. But the government assures us that we're not having inflation like the rest of the world because they now have a flexible basket by which they gauge inflation, which allows them to pretend that inflation isn't happening so they don't have to raise the interest rates 
and they don't have to raise Social Security checks because they can't afford it. Does that make you feel good? Okay. So things may cost more, but it's not inflation. <laughs> well, that's nice to know. Trials of various kinds. What about health? Anybody here getting older? Do you notice your body doesn't work the same way it used to? Do you, I mean, did you notice that? Have you no, I've noticed that, and I'm younger than some of you. So I'm guessing you've probably run into the same sort of issues. It affects your sleep. It affects the ability to bend over and get back up. Remember years ago, somebody said, I've gotten to the stage in life where now when I bend down to tie my shoes, I think, is there anything else I can do while I'm down here? <laughs> you know, I mean, there are trials of various kinds. And I appreciate the fact that he recognizes that. Many kinds. But here's the thing. The circumstances vary, but the principle does not. He doesn't say when you encounter this kind of trial, you need to consider it pure joy. He doesn't say if you encounter this kind of trial, or this kind of trial, or this kind of trial, in those situations, you need to consider it pure joy. Here's what he says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you encounter trials of many kinds. Whatever the trial is, economic, relational, it may be your spouse. It may be the fact that you don't have a spouse. It may be the fact that your spouse has gone on to glory before you. It may be not your spouse, but your parents who are giving you fits. Um, it, it may be your kids are giving you fits. It may be that you've got a neighbor who is a true crankpot. I know that couldn't happen in Montreal. But there are places where some people have neighbors that are hard to get along with and they're right there next door all the time. And it's just really hard. It may be a boss at work. It may be an employee. It may be a government gone wild. Whatever it is. Physical, emotional, whatever it is. Whatever it is. You're to consider it pure joy. Hi, this is Jim Wood. I'm very grateful for the privilege of teaching God's Word now for over 40 years. I've seen firsthand the power of the gospel changing lives for eternity. My wife and I have been blessed with seven children, four of them adopted. Each one is unique, but all of them are ours. In our travels to other countries, we've seen again and again that the human heart is the same everywhere. And everywhere we go, Jesus is the only one who can save. I hope these broadcasts are an encouragement to you, and I wonder if you'd take a moment to encourage us. I want to ask you to do three things. First of all, please visit our website, pastorwood.org, to learn more about our work. Second, please pray for us that we'll remain faithful and that God will continue to use us to spread His Word around the world. 
And finally, if the Lord prompts you to do so, please support us financially. We're depending on our listeners to stand with us, and we're praying for God to bless you. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand You're to consider it pure joy. Now, how is that possible? Well, the text answers the question. It doesn't just say, and, and this is really important, the text does not say, consider it pure joy whenever you go through trials of many kinds. Period. It doesn't say that. If it said that, and then put a period, we'd still have to do it, but it'd be a lot harder. But look at what it says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because, key word, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Okay. Three words we look at next in the text. Because you know. The word because is the hinge. The reason we do this is because of this. Right? So the reason we consider it pure joy whenever we face trials of many kinds is because of what follows. And I want you to see not only is there a reason, because, but it says, you know. In order for us to do what this says, there's something we need to know. Not just hope, not just think perhaps. We need to know this. We've got to have this nailed down. It's got to be very clear in our minds and hearts in order for us to be able to do what we're told to do. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know this. Okay, what is it we're to know? That the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I've got uh, a lot of pictures of my wife. Uh, I think she's beautiful. Um, if you don't know my wife, you need to visit with her. She's absolutely fantastic. She is the perfect helpmeet for me. And I am so thankful to be married to her. 36 years. And uh, very grateful. And we met in Montreat. Two years after she met the Lord in Montreat. So, um, you know, Montreat's very special to both of us. But I must say, one of my all-time favorite pictures of my wife is years before I met her. She's got a huge smile She's smiling at the camera. She's got curly, naturally curly hair. She's a little girl, and she's smiling at the camera with her front teeth missing. And she's happy. Now, why would she be happy when her front teeth are missing? I mean, I think most of us, if our front teeth fell out, would be disturbed about that and probably go get some implants or dentures or a bridge or something, right? But here's a little girl with curly hair, smiling and happy 
not in spite of the fact that her teeth are missing, but because her teeth are missing. Why is a little kid happy to lose her teeth? Not because something's deranged, but because she knows something. She's becoming a big girl. Those were baby teeth. And she knows that they have to come out before she can get her permanent teeth. And so the loss of what is temporary and has to do with being a little kid is an occasion of rejoicing. I love that picture of my wife. Not only because she was an adorable child, but because that picture is a reminder to me of the attitude that I need to have all the time. And that attitude is one of joy at the fact that things are changing. Now, if you're like me, you may not be happy about some of the changes that are happening in your life, okay? Because some of the stuff that you used to have control over, uh, you don't have control over anymore, right? I mean, you never really did, but we used to have the illusion that we had control over that stuff, didn't we? And then we move a little further in life and things start changing. I mean, I thought the music this morning was very enjoyable, but some of you really, really like pipe organs, don't you? Yeah? And it's like, you know, when do we sing A Mighty Fortress is Our God? And can we do it to the original tune, please? Okay? Okay. We don't have control of anything anymore. It's all changing. It's all changing. You know what? Let me just tell you. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. And if you and I act as if this world is our home, it may be a reflection of the fact that we're not really in love with the one we're supposed to be in love with and looking forward to seeing him the way we're supposed to. This world is not our home. And so we don't need to be holding on to a lot of stuff here. We need to be focused on him and on what he's doing to prepare us for what he has prepared for us. And so, when we go through trials of many kinds, we consider it pure joy because we know. We don't just think, we don't just hope, we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance and that perseverance is essential for maturity. In other words, you can't grow up and be what you're supposed to be without perseverance. And you can't persevere without being tested. You've heard the expression, there is no testimony without a test. Right? Well, you look at Scripture. I'll tell you, you know, it, it doesn't bug me as much I mean, it really doesn't. The stuff that God has taken me through in my life, as it does watching my kids have to go through stuff. I hate it. You know, I'd rather be sick than have them sick. I'd rather have a financial hit than have them have a financial hit. And then if they have a financial hit, am I supposed to bail them out or am I supposed to go, well, we'll be praying for you. And I know the answer to that, but I don't like the answer because I'd rather give them some money. Right? 
Because when you're a parent, you really want to help your child, don't you? And sometimes the things we do to try and help our kids cripple them. Folks, that's all the time we have for today, but we hope you're enjoying this message, and we hope you'll be sure to tune in next time when, Lord willing, we'll bring you the conclusion. You don't want to miss it. Meanwhile, please pray for us and consider making a contribution that will support us in this ministry. For more information and to access ministry resources, we'd love for you to call us at 866-41-ABIDE, or you can visit our website, pastorwood.org. That's pastorwood.org. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments you want to make, I want to invite all of you to contact us at 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at pastorwood.org. That's pastorwood.org.